What is up everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm JLag and this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 4 Episode 11 and it's called Chapter 68 Quiz Show. This podcast, I am joined by a special guest who has stepped in for NB this week. He runs his own Riverdale podcast called Rethinking Riverdale. He's a good friend of our podcast, Postmaster Radio. Welcome to Recap Rewind. Well, well, well. Hello, everyone. It's me, Postmaster Radio. Very excited to join JLeg this week. Thanks again for having me, my man. Of course. And guys, don't forget to stay tuned to the very end of our recap roundups. Um, our MVPs, LVPs, best in WTF moments, our best line. So make sure you guys are sticking around for that. We also have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, all you need to do is go on our iTunes page and rate and comment, and you'll be entered in the draw. We're extending this contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4, so just make sure you guys stick around for the winner. Um, but you have all the time to enter now. And as always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel let's get into the episode oh i can't wait you know this was actually a great episode this week uh i'm probably one of the best ones this season and i should know the start of season four may have been a little choppy aside from the uh the tribute episode if you get my drift but it's really been uh you know it's actually been improving quite a bit since last week and first of all, again, I know mm. I already said this before, but again, thanks for having me back on JLag. Those of you that are that don't know, I've actually been on Recap Rewind before in one of the earlier yeah. episodes of this season. So really nice to hang with JLag again tonight. Would, would not want to be elsewhere. <laughs> thanks so much, Postmaster. Yeah, it was great having you on last time. No problem. Anyway, so what do you think of the episode, JLag? Um, so <laughs> I don't know what it was about this episode that um I was intrigued by it. I thought it was really um, the the idea behind it was great, but I think we're hitting a little bit of old school Riverdale writing, like right now. Like I think we're on the cusp. <laughs> we're I think we're a little bit on the cusp of it going south for me, and I'm just concerned and very worried. There were a few choices that, and the reason why I'm saying that is because there were a few choices that they made this episode that. While um, some cases were definitely purposeful because they want to drive the story forward, um, I can only chalk that up to a bit of sloppy writing. And I know that that's... No, no, yeah. I uh, hear where you're coming from with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I know that sounds a little harsh and I'm not saying it's like the worst thing ever. This this isn't season three by any means. No, 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 I get you. Of course. (laughs) This this is not as bad. There have been a lot of worse episodes. Right. But I I do know what you're meaning. I do know what right? you mean. They could they could improve just a little bit. Even a little bit of improvement would make a difference. Exactly. For just a now. touch. I feel I feel like they're already there. They're right there and they're definitely like at the place where they should be in terms of being able to um, take the content they, that they have, take these plot lines and derive them to a really interesting and engaging story. I do feel that sometimes they cut a few corners and things get very weird and wonky and um, they're not really solicited feelings that I want to have for a show that I'm starting to get more invested in now. So anyway, but with, without giving to like, you know, more of a rant here, um, let's get into the episode and let's Let's break it down. We're going to do it um, piece by piece. So it starts off, as you remember from last episode, um, there was the whole uh, quiz uh, quiz show that Betty wanted to enroll in because it was the last kind of championship 
that the school could go against oh, yeah. uh, Stone uh, Stonehenge and uh, do that, right? So, yeah, and all that stuff. And by the way, I'm so a, long, I was sorry. a little surprised again. No, 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 it's okay, JLag. I'm surprised also that there was none of that uh, that whole previously on Riverdale thing. I'm am I the yeah. only one that's feeling suspicious about that? Because I know me and uh, Atina Ann on Twitter too was saying that some, there's right. something wrong with that sort of thing. I don't know what. Yeah, it did really. I I thought that I missed a part of the show, but like it just had just started, so I was like, "What am I missing?" Um, I don't know. I I know that they do that sometimes. I wonder if it just has to do with because it just literally cut right in, and it was, and it was. I don't know. I I don't know I if mean, they that- just didn't want us to to like catch up on any clues because normally they put the previously on so we can pick up on some relevant information that maybe we might have missed, like episodes and episodes and episodes ago i do get where you're coming from uh, but when you really think about it i mean you we just saw last week's episode there really isn't anything new that i don't think we would have missed so i guess maybe that's why there exactly. was no previously on but if not then yeah like if this keeps up i don't know um ris didn't say anything about being done with the previously ons did they uh no no oh I okay i don't think so okay then well move well anyway. we'll move on then let's uh yeah. moving on yeah. yeah so everybody's prepping for this quiz uh and then it cuts to the first thing that we see is at the andrews residence and um uncle frank is uh he's just i know that we didn't talk about this you and i postmaster because oh, no, yeah. you had certain <laughs> you had certain <laughs> feelings about uncle frank I have very strong feelings of Uncle Frank as well, but it has more to do with what he looks like and less about his character. Yours is more specific to his character. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, while while especially in this episode, I will have to apologize um, that I didn't agree with you. I still have to say in this moment, I was still living for... Uncle Frank. No, I agree. His, I mean, that was a nice moment. Like, don't get me on. wrong. Like, I can agree with you on that. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. we'll get back to this so, debate later. We have a lot to say about yeah, Uncle Yeah, we'll get Frank. back. I'm sure we'll get back to it. <laughs> exactly. It's very true. Um, so, um, there's a sweet moment that happens. They're about to get ready for their first day. He's going to be the foreman of uh, the construction uh, company. And... Archie goes and gives him his dad's tool belt. And he's like, this is, uh, I want to, I want you to have this. This is an important thing. And it's, a, it just creates a bond that I think is, was a, a special thing to see between Archie and uh, Frank. And uh, despite our, you know, kind of our opposite feelings. Yeah, you know, about we can at least, think, we can at least agree. That was a, one of the best moments of the show. We can at least agree on that. Yeah, it was, it was quite sweet. And, you know, anything that kind of refers to Fred, um, is is always a sweet thing because I, I do feel like it is a very human and real thing for an Archie, a high school student who just lost his father, who just wants a connection with his, uh, you know, his brother, his long lost brother, and or even just a, a male figure, a male father figure in his life. It, it, it definitely spoke to that and it really resonated, I feel. I guess so, yeah. So anyway. We're only two points in. <laughs> We're taking a bit of time. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, we'll fine. try to speed this up. Yeah, we'll move along. Yeah. Uh, so Jughead and Betty, they're at Stonewall in the next scene. And they're after they have their little old sex thing, it kind of gets ruined, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> uh, sorry, Buckhead fans. But uh, it gets ruined by Jughead inadvertently spilling the beans about getting accepted into Yale. And uh, I right. thought he would have told Betty already, though. I mean... 
Same. Ugh. And I, you know, it's something that me and NBA discussed last episode. It's definitely they're just lining us up to have uh, to have a butthead, but bughead conflict. And, uh, you know, and th- these are the moments where I feel like the writing's a little sloppy, right? Yeah. Like, this is what I mean by that. I'm like, they couldn't get there any other way. It just felt like, you know, unless he, it, it just made it feel like it was more of a diabolical thing when really it could have been. It, it could have been, been something been more. It just felt different. a little forced. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank although, you. although so, in all anyway, seriousness, he, sorry, in all seriousness, to be fair, I'm. The last time Buckhead had drama, this was pretty much going back to season two last time, unless they had like a true as an much of a major argument as this in last season. But whatever, uh, you get the idea. Buckhead drama, all that uh, crap, and then Betty leaves. Yeah, bumps into bread, turns, and uh, she finds out that he got into Yale too. And uh, well, we'll just leave right. it at that. Uh, yeah, poor Betty. Yeah. So clearly, this this uh, you know this rivalry that they have. I think he even mentions the quiz show because he just wants to like destroy her. Um, so yeah, they've become basically arch enemies at this point. Yeah, that's basically the um, idea. And then it cuts to Veronica and Cheryl, and they're randomly talking to their chemistry teacher to talk about rum. Um, so they want to figure out a way to chemically uh, change the uh, de- the makeup of the rum that originally uh, Veronica had with her her abuelita's um, recipe, and is turning it into something different and wants to make sure that it's going to be different enough that Hiram can't sue her. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so they talk to this chemistry teacher because clearly she doesn't have enough money to actually ask a regular scientist. Also, I don't know. I know that this is all fake and fiction or whatever, but like, I want to know if there's actual facts around this. Like, do people actually hmm. DNA test and patent rum flavors? And like, is that even possible? Like, does Coke do that with their flavors? Like, I don't know. They could. Like, I mean, I, I, I'd have to Google it after the podcast maybe, but uh, they could. You never know. Anyway, I, that was just like a side moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then it cuts to Jughead and DuPont talking. And um, it turns out that his story is not as good as he thought it was going to be. Wah, wah. And they, yeah, yeah. they want a, a different angle for the story. And they also want something that's possibly connected to a serial killer. And um, th- he needs to come up with some new idea like quickly because the council is going to come. And they need to make a decision on the new book idea. So he goes and talks to Charles about getting uh, more details on a serial killer. And and he doesn't want to use a black hood because Charles does say, like, why won't you use the black hood? That's literally like, you know, more information about that than anything else. Well, yeah. And, but do you think uh, he was ju- really going to betray Betty in that moment? I mean, uh, ex- not to foreshadow exactly. anything. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the one thing that is, I guess they never really talk about on screen, I always assume that these conversations are had where he's like, that was an interesting story. Like, I don't know. I, d- I didn't know that it was going to be such a sensitive t- topic. Totally makes sense why it was. But um, yeah, it was interesting that it comes up in this. And then obviously that is the contention later on in the episode. Yeah. So uh-huh. um, yeah, it got really bad. So yeah. <laughs> um, He's like, yeah, I'll help you out or whatever. Then it cuts to Uncle Frank on the new site as the uh, foreman. And he's like having a speech. He's like, rah, rah, rah. Everybody's great. Like, I'm so happy to be here. And you find out that Archie oh didn't even no. tell Tom no. Keller that he's been demoted to like old granddaddy. And now like there's a new daddy in town. Rude, Archie. It's, like, rude. So rude, so poorly managed. Like, clearly, he's not a businessman. He's like running an El Royale. 
he can't deal with the construction. He needs to talk to Veronica all. about that. Get some more yeah. tips in the business. Legit. That's a really good point, actually. I will say this. The one thing that I will say that really frustrates me with the show right now is um, the that they don't use the characters that they should be using in certain scenes because they want to run all these parallel storylines at the same time. Like, I understand that you want to keep the energy going, but in this moment, she could have held because she is the businesswoman. She is the one exactly. that's supposed to figure things yeah. out. So. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I understand that it adds conflict, but sometimes I'm like, guys, just focus on one and then move to the next. And also on top of that, all of this is adult storyline shit. Like this guy's in a construction zone working and running his own business. And then he's also running an El Royale community center. Then Veronica's trying to run a club slash a bar slash a whatever. I'm like, guys, can we fast forward them wait, to wait, adulthood? Wait, 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 hold this- on. I'm sorry. You just made me realize this is a show that's supposed to be for teenagers. Uh, wow. They really, exactly. they, they really <laughs> effed up on that badly. That's, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, it's such a contrast from last episode where like they were cheerleading and playing football. And then suddenly you're thrust into back to regular programming oh. with Riverdale. And then you're stuck again with this, like these adult storylines. And hopefully that does get resolved in the next season i'm really i'm saying it right now i hope episode five is a flash forward and we're getting kind of like a time skip where you know they're going to be older they're going to be maybe done with college um and maybe that will be the big cliffhanger for the season um but we'll talk about that at the end of this episode because i do have a bunch of theories now but anyway Mm -hmm. um we're going off topic again sorry guys (laughs) um moving on to the next scene it's uh the first part of the quiz show so i guess it's like round one or whatever veronica is answering all of her fancy questions the way that they write her is so hilarious she's like i went there one summer don't yeah she's like don't go in august there's so many mosquitoes (laughs) i was like guys it was it was cute. It was funny. Um, anyway, they win that round. They beat them, and then they move on to go against Stonewall, which gets recorded, I guess, like later on in the episode. Um, as they are uh, waiting or or kind of on the sidelines, Betty sees Charles, and they start talking. And she asks specifically if she, uh, he can help with Brett, um, and she's like, "Could you get me some intel?" And also like find out what his story is why is he on this team and this team and this team there's something fishy about him and charles says okay i'll look into it don't worry yeah exactly um yeah oh he's also looking into very quickly sorry Uh, he also is going to look into why the heck betty is not in yale which uh Unfortunately, when you think about it it seems kind of obvious even i kind of called it at one point surprisingly yeah yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, well anyway, we'll move on. We'll get to that later. So Jughead talks um, to the so, panel in the next scene, and yes. um, long story short, his ideas are basically um, they don't please the the panel, unfortunately. And so right. Dupont pushes Jug to talk about the Black Hood, which uh, Jug does, unfortunately. Like, does he? Hold on. Before I go on, does he even know about the Black Hood? I don't think he would have dived that much into like Jug and Be- Betty's history, would he? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he did specifically, but I'm sure that because Stonewall in is still in the world, I'm sure it was public publicized in the media in that world, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure the area that Stonewall is, someone's heard about the Black Hood storyline. Yeah, you know true. I mean? That like makes they, sense. They found out about it. Like, remember that, um, you know, 
what's his name, Brett, found the the newspaper and posted it everywhere about Moose's dad being the fake Gargoyle King. So I'm sure that kind of stuff about the Black Hood, the Gargoyle King, all the stuff that happens in Riverdale is, you know, like known by everyone. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't Um, be that surprising. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they push, uh, he pushes him to talk about the Black Hood. He ends up doing it and everybody's like, amazed at it they're like this is such a great idea uh it sounds like a million dollar idea and you should pursue it and i mean even clear, clearly, clearly they haven't watched riverdale season two like they would have no idea how kind of long <laughs> they would have been not sorry insane. not long but at the same time a little too insane yeah it was crazy but that being said i was thinking about season two and i was like it really wasn't as bad as i used to think oh it no, was no 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 i'm not trying to let I, then i'm got, not trying to put <laughs> i'm not trying to put down season two i'm just saying like at the same time yeah. if only they knew if only they yeah. knew <laughs> then we got yeah then we got season three anyway <laughs> so uh, whatever so then he's yeah, feeling on. a little bit of guilt but he doesn't say anything uh just yet um he doesn't tell uh betty anything uh right after or anything like that so then it cuts to archie talking to tom and tom's like the books are in balance we have to figure this out also a lot of the people are not getting their bonuses like there's just a lot of tumultuous shit that's happening at um andrew's construction and then uh you know archie's like don't worry i'll take care of it he gets home and he sees Frank and he's talking to all the other construction workers and he's just telling, you know, a great story um, about things like that. And uh, he talks to his uncle about the fact that some of the guys were a little frustrated about the fact that they're they don't have their bonuses uh, this year. And so they're like, OK, well, we'll figure it out. Then it cuts to Veronica and Cheryl Um and they go to visit Hiram. Oh boy. And they bring oh boy. him a bottle of rum. Yep, the rum war and is back on. For sure. Oh, and yeah. so Cheryl gives him, or I guess they both give him this bottle. They assure him that it's 51% DNA change. So now it's patented and different enough that they can use that instead of molasses. Like, you know, they use maple syrup instead of molasses, which is an interesting idea. I wonder if that's actually real. It could be. Um, Although I will say this, as good as that scene was, I'm still disappointed that Veronica keeps telling Hiram that like everything that she's doing, does she not know that Hiram could be one step ahead of her? Like that's the only I thing know. I'm getting at. It's, it's it's becoming a little too predictable nowadays. It's not even, yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And it's not even just that. It's It keeps throwing me back to that episode that we had last, uh, in the beginning of the season, uh, the in treatment one where they all go for therapy or counseling. I oh, guess. yeah. And, yeah. you know, that whole thing about, you know, the counselor telling her, stay away from your dad. This is just going to be a dance between you and your dad for the rest of your life. I don't want to be die. Like, mm-hmm. nothing has changed and nothing has changed her mind. And she doesn't even seem to be working through it. She literally goes straight up to Hiram and rubs it in his face that he she created a rum that he cannot figure out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, like, I think I could, do know what you mean. Like, why do that? Like, why poke the bear? Like, guys, just, like, be separate. But she can't get enough of him. It's like, she, she can't get enough of this dance that she's doing with Hiram. And I don't know how much more I can deal with that kind of relationship with the two of them. Like, yeah. literally, girl, like, either cut it off or, like, move well, on. Something also, has to where's change. This, oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Like, where's the where's sister? Hermione? Like, oh, sorry. Where, where, where's, 
Wait, wait, you mean where's Hermosa or where's Hermione? I was going to say where's Hermione. Like, literally, all of this. where's the rest of the family? Hermione. Actually, Hermosa, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, well, hold on. Literally, Herm- Hermosa's in Miami, to be fair. But Hermione, no excuse for you. We, we all miss you terribly. That- Yes, I agree. That's very true. But I just like it's just very disjointed to me sometimes. Um, but anyway, moving on to Betty and Charles. Uh, it turns out he does find a uh, a file on Brett, and as soon as she reads it, she goes straight to Stonewall, and um, she goes to visit both of them, uh, Jughead and Betty, and she like runs him down, and she's like. Yo, so it turns out that your dad paid someone to do the PSATs for him to get into this school and this, this, and this. He's like, you're, she's like, you're such a privileged brat. This is the only reason why you're here. And she tries to just like lay into him and uh, a whoopsie happens and Brett spills a tea on the fact that Jug, uh, Jughead got and went and like sold that story or whatever the one about the black hood and now she's pissed now she is terrible i mean to be fair this Um, is kind of jughead's fault for not even telling her i mean like he was already keeping the secrets last week i thought he was gonna like you know i'm surprised he's still keeping secrets again yeah he's an idiot this episode annoyed me unfortunately sadly sadly well anyway moving on so then it cuts to Cheryl and Veronica, and they're talking to Bonui, and they're trying to figure out a new solution. And they're like, maybe we can hand out free samples of liquor and also have a club night, and then we can get orders on the low key, and people can like take their liquor at the end of the night or whatever. Um, the first thing that I will say is these girls are literally drinking shots of rum every sang- single chance they get. Actually, like, yeah, I think a, that they took a, like how are they not seven drunk shots by now? in on screen yeah. in one episode. Ay ay ay. Like guys, chill <laughs> out. Uh, yeah. um, so then it cuts to Pop's diner, and um, then. It, uh, Fangs and Kevin like get talking because Kevin's waiting for his grindem date, and uh, <laughs> uh, Fangs takes the opportunity to apologize to him and say like, "Can we try to go on another date?" You know that I was like hypnotized by Edgar or whatever, and Kevin's like, "Oh no, I don't think it's a good idea." And then um, he meets, he sees the guy, his grindem date come in, and Kevin's like, "Hey," and this guy says. Why don't we go to a hotel? I already have a hotel. Is that cool with you? And uh, Kevin's like, yep, let's go. And it's something uh, we'll talk about Kevin later because I'm going to just wrap it up into one yeah. little bow because I probably just would be best fucking... considering where the his storyline went. Uh, yeah, I, I literally. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we can't I'm even. But anyway, we moving can't. on now to the Buckhead Brawl. Uh, oh, boy. Buckhead Brawl 2020. Um, yeah, so literally they go off about everything. Betty, like, lays into him about the fact that she told, stole the story with, and was so disrespectful. And he turns around and he's like, well, you're doing this. And, like, he he does try to find a way to kind of get back at her. What is it exactly that he says to her that, like, pushes her over the edge? Uh, was remember? it something about the, um, oh, Quick, I uh, I think it had something to do with. Uh, did it have something to do with the Yale thing, or maybe how? Uh, 
maybe his claim on how he was sugarcoating some of the secrets. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, they just yeah. argue about everything. And it's just a, a big tumultuous situation. Um, this is the worst Bughead's been this season. So obviously they were pushing that. They were pushing them to this direction anyway. Uh, then it cuts to Tom Keller, Daddy Tom Keller, talking to Archie about um, taking a deal to help uh, co- do some construction at Hiram's jail. Yeah, no. And- Archie made the right decision here. He ref- Well, at least I think so. Uh, he refused to uh, to do the job. And I know Tom Keller's all like, you're not making a good decision. But really, Archie's right. been with Hiram for enough. I mean, like, at least in that moment, he knows that this isn't such a good idea to to, to take that job. But still. Yeah, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's kind of like how everything kind of plays out where, you know, Archie's just unaware of the fact that, you know, his staff are obviously suffering in a way and they don't have enough money and whatever, they're not getting paid. So, like, why aren't you, uh, you know, communicating that? Why aren't you making sure that that's something? And that is something that he does. He says, like, don't tell everyone about the fact that we're not taking this job. I'll figure something out. And I'm like, well, yeah, you better fucking think figure something out like this can't just be your entire thing like i have beef with hiram i have beef with this person like i cannot do uh, like a deal with you like i do understand i do kind of agree that he probably shouldn't have done it with hiram but still i'm like eh, like just do it for your boys they need money okay yeah fine um, but, but anyway but to your point i mean once archie like remember the first time archie got in, in into hiram's thing he really had a lot of trouble getting out so True. I don't. I'm not sure That's where this would have led to in the long term, but uh, eh, well, whatever. It probably won't happen. Um, at least I hope yeah. not. Exactly. I feel like we've already seen the Archie Hiram vi- rivalry. Um, he's probably like, we can't do anything with Hiram because this season we have to be separate. <laughs> like he's probably yeah, just, exactly just doing it because like they don't want their storylines to divulge. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, moving on before we get a more off topic. I know that's been happening yeah. a lot, <laughs> a lot tonight. That's okay. Uh, yeah. So, so Betty and Charles. Be- oh, sorry. You can do. You can take this one. Yeah, Betty and Charles. They talk, and um, it turns out that Charles tells this information and says the only reason why he didn't, she didn't get in was because she's the daughter of the Black Hood. Called it. Um, yeah. And so you called it. But I, I, it unfortunately, I, yeah. I mean, like, I don't entirely want to believe Charles because, uh, well, who knows what the heck he's up to. But when you really think about it, I mean, Betty, uh, because Charles says, like, uh, they don't want you because of the Black Hood thing. They were afraid it would generate bad press, problems with the students. So when you think about it, maybe that, that, maybe that was true. I I certainly think it is. I mean, I don't yeah. see another. I don't see I, another reason because even Betty makes the point. She had like a very high GPA. She uh, she did a lot of extracurricular stuff, blue and gold, uh, etc. So what what other reason could there be? No, that's a really good point. Um, and I, I I do kind of agree with you that we probably should believe him. But at the same time, I guess it just casts a bit of doubt in my mind, only because we know right now that Charles. Um, is working with Chick on the inside and like mm-hmm. there could be some shady shit going on already. Um, they do zoom in on Charles's face that he doesn't like smirk and be like, ha ha ha, I got her. So I do think that it was meant for that final shot was meant for us to be like, okay, like he is telling the truth. Like he did look in and this is the reason why. Um, so speaking of that uh, whole situation moving on to Jughead and Brett um, mm-hmm. Jughead comes back after the fight with B- 
Betty and they like go in on each other. And he basically says like, what the hell, man? I thought you had my back. Uh, why would you do that to, to me and, and Betty? And Brett's like, I'm doing whatever it takes to win because she's just I'm trying to like shake her up before the, you know, the quiz show. Uh, we do anything that it takes to win. We always win. Blah, 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 blah. Like it's all that whole like rah, rah, rah like white power or whatever. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then it cuts to Betty and um, she has a really amazing moment. In my opinion, it was an amazing moment at house grave um, where she just lays into this gravestone. She's just like, you fucking asshole. Even when you're dead, you're like screwing me over. Like you had to screw up my, pre- like my present and my past, but now you're going to fuck up my future. Um, she says some really great thing, like you know, it was a really yeah, powerful. You, you and You can really scene. feel the emotion in that scene, and I, I felt so bad for Betty this tonight. I'm for this sure. week. I'm just gonna say she, she really has been through a lot over the last uh, few episodes. But anyway, uh, she will, re- she really is that pissed off by it because she takes a shovel and uh, smashes the grave, or at least starts to for a little bit. A sledgehammer. She takes a freaking oh, sledgehammer, yeah, 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 sledgehammer and she yeah. smashes right into the thing. So yeah, she's smashing this gravestone. She's like rah rah rah. And um, Alice comes in and stops her. So I guess she finds her in the middle of nowhere and is like, stop doing this. And then they have like a little quick moment. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to Archie getting home and he sees oh uh, everybody kind of it's the same situation. Everybody's drinking and talking. And yeah. this time this time around, um, someone from the crew kind of bumps into him in the kitchen and says, hey, like just letting you know that people know about what happened with you know, the construction thing with Hiram's jail and the fact that we didn't take it, like what the hell. And he says, you know, like maybe you should like be on the ground with us. So you'd understand where we're coming from and what we're dealing with and why we should be kind of taking some of these jobs. And Archie's like, okay, cool, cool. Okay. Cutting to the next scene. Uh, Kevin is making out with this guy on the bed. Oh boy. And then Raise yourself, he guys, like, if you haven't seen it, because this is just going to get weird very quickly. Very uh, weird, very quickly. Oh, it's yeah, been, yeah, it's yeah. done been weird, uh, man. Oh, like, this was crazy. I just wanted to die and get sucked into my couch when I was watching this. So he starts tickling him, okay? He starts making out this guy, and the guy starts tickling him. Kevin's like, what's going on with the tickling? And then the guy just, like, lays it all down. And my head was about to melt into the f- fucking floor. Like... I don't understand. Like, here's my rant. I'm beginning. I'm beginning my Kevin rant in three seconds. Three, two, one. one. I cannot deal with Kevin and his storyline. I feel like they totally lost their bananas when it comes to him and his as a character. Like, who writes someone like this? I don't know. I, I, I wish I could give you an answer or a theory on that, but I really don't know what to tell you. I, I really do. I really don't. Seriously, guys. I, we, we were asking, I know, for more Kevin storylines, but seriously, the writers had to have known that this was not what we meant, people. This was not what we meant. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I just, I, it drove me crazy watching it. And, and to NB's point, NB made a point during our reaction video, and she's like, why does Kevin need to have a storyline that has to do with relationships again, or him dating, or like, like, dude, do something I else with know. your life, like, 
I just, I, and then to get into this, like this drove me insane. First of all, no one's giving you five G's to be tickling somebody on camera. Like, I'm just going to tell you that guy, guys right now, any impressionable uh, gay kids out there that just want to think that they can just like jump into a hotel with someone oh, and they're going to no. get tickled no. and get $5,000. That's just It's wrong. not real. That's a, that's a bad it, lesson to teach to people watch, watching this and, show. And that's, that's what I'm trying to the, say. Like, I, it's ridiculous. Like, dude, listen, for a second, I thought about it. I was like, is this a real thing? Like, five G's? I could do something with five G's. Like, you're just tickling me. Like, they should have made it darker. They've already gone as far as making grind him. They made him as far as him hooking up in the middle of the woods, why could they not make him become a video, uh, video boy? Is that what they're called? The ones that, who do Wait, like video boys? porn uh, on camera. Oh yeah. That thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I mean. I'm just like, if you want to take it to that level, take it to the next level. Like, what are you giving me this fucking like random tickle fight bullshit? I don't know. I don't. I understand that there's fetishes. I know that could be a real thing, guys. But like, why are we making it so fucking niche? Like, are one of the writers like, uh, like, do they have a tickle fetish? Like, what the hell's happening here? You know, there really I is just, no. They're high school kids, no guys. Like, I just don't get it. Ugh, anyway, yeah. whatever. I nah, it's fine. Literally it's fine. trying to pretend that this. This scene didn't even happen because, like, why did you even bother? Like, guys, don't even bother no, bringing no, no, Kevin no. back if it's going to be for this shit. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, I was just anyway moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Before this so rant goes that's on, that's any <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm gonna go back to it. No, so no, no. Of course, yeah. Well, I mean, worse. how could you not? I mean, this is just. This is. Just, I don't even know what to say. Like, you pretty much covered everything I was gonna say about that whole scene, Jay. Like, like. <laughs> I was like, I gotta oh. say it. I'm sorry, Postmaster. Here we go. It's um, fine. It's so fine. then. He cuts to Betty and Jughead and they're talking in bed because Betty's like really upset. He comes home and he apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry. I really, you know, should have told you and I don't want this to be like a, a shitty situation for us. And I'm going to find a way to make you win um, not just the quiz, but I'm going to make you win like everything at life. Like try to get your life back together. Then it cuts to the Bonui and the Bonui is now a nightclub. Um... I just thought it was really, really funny because I wanted to shout out that they probably listened to Recap Rewind. And when we talked about getting rid of that fucking Bonui, like old school speakeasy vibe, they're like, okay, we got to like shut this shit down. Um, so Hiram, um, obviously, as you know, shut down like the oh, old yeah. speakeasy. They, they open up the club. And, uh, yeah, they're just, like, having a good time. They're, like, having party vibes. It kind of reminded me of that scene from season one where they go clubbing that one singular time. Like, it was oh, so long ago. I actually forgot ago. about it that was... scene. Truth be told, it, was, yeah. it reminded me a little bit more of the, uh, I don't know what it was, but last season there was the call your girlfriend thing with... Uh, all oh, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one, too. But yours is actually much better. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's literally, like, the same, the same vibe. It's, yeah, like, exactly. the, the lights and whatever. Um, except old Reggie was there. Like, that's how long ago Oh, yeah, was. right. Anyway, so um, Hiram shuts the thing down and sledgehammer, take two. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's been happening a, more often than I thought, actually. I didn't think the sledgehammer would get such a starring role this week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so he breaks up all the rum. And it's so funny because everybody in the background is like, no, the rum. <laughs> I was like, guys, chill. It's not that serious. Um, but 
the thing that kind of frustrated me is like, why did they think that they could get away with this? Exactly. Like, what did they I mean, think ugh. was going to happen? <laughs> like, these girls are like, we're going to just like do it on the side key. Like, no one's going to find out. And then we're just going to like dance the night away. You know what? Hold so on. Much hold money. on. I know we were talking like, earlier God. about them ab- drinking all this rum and how they were not being drunk. Maybe they are actually, if they're not taking everything yeah, else into no, consideration. That, <laughs> that could be very well the point. The reason why they're making so many bad business decisions is because they're fucking sloshed the entire time. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that happens. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to fucking figure some other, other shit out. Then it cuts to Kevin and the other guy gets oh, there. No, he starts no, to no, undress. No, no, no. And then Kevin's like, a gulp? Uh, does he know what this is for? That it's only for tickling? And I just, I don't want, um, I don't want him in my body. Like, there's just, I just, that is not what I signed up for. I only signed up for tickling. I don't know. It was just weird. And then he's like, Very no, 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 don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And he kind of propositions Kevin at this point and says, you know, like, stick with me and make the right decisions and like you can be a tickle boy too like it's just weird and then it cuts to uh veronica and cheryl um after the aftermath of everybody leaving and uh they have to devise another plan so they like take another shot and they're like here we go um and then they're like let's keep keep this club open and then find another place to do the actual like selling business and then keep using it as a decoy for your dad like he'll he'll keep thinking that it's happening there Mm -hmm. Um, and then it cuts to Kevin and he's getting paid for the tickle tape that he just made. Seriously. uh, How can he get five grand for that crap? How? I I just, I don't understand. You can't. Uh, anyway, I just, um, I, I I can't even, I'm speaking. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He does have an idea. He's like, oh, well, will this work with, like, other people if I can choose the person? And I'm like, oh, here we go. Stupid Kevin. I mean, this is like the the farm. I feel like I wish they just died at the farm at this point and just jumped off the cliff with the rest of them. uh, I just can't deal with these characters anymore. (laughs) Like, come on. Um, and then it cuts to Cheryl and Veronica, and then they go to um, Penelope's old ma- Maple Club. So, like, that little sex dungeon that she had, it's now, uh, I guess, owned by Cheryl. So, she's kind of, like, checking out the wares, and um, she says, why don't we just use the clientele and the vibe and make it kind of, like, a secret uh, place where they can just, like, hang out and lounge, but also they can, like, buy rum. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like a sick idea. It's actually not bad, yeah. But the one thing that I wanted to write down, and I'll talk about it later because they do show it like kind of up and running. But how is Hiram not going to figure this out? Like, what is their brilliant? Like, were they going to run around the city for the rest of life until they can't sell it anywhere they go from now? Like, I like how long do they think that they're going to out be able to outrun and outsmart Hiram? Uh, like, I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I two days. Know, two days. Maybe even a no, not sorry, not yeah, two days, like uh, not even a full day, more like an hour, maybe. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I don't like this next part next though, not entirely, uh, because after uh, yeah, same. And, I mean, this is after they call all the people in the club or whatever, trying to get the clientele. Uh, they decide they need right. a manager, and so who they can't find anywhere else. And Atchel Bombshell gets the idea to visit her sick weirdo mother of all people. Right. Of what all the, the people. hell did you think? What did you think about this? Uh, seriously, she should have just 
like Penelope should have just stayed in the bunker for all I care. Maybe she should have even been killed off back in the like, end of last season. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Uh, I just I don't know how to like, and that's what I mean. The writing's there, and then they like fucking throw a bomb in the middle of it all and be like, "No, no, we weren't writing anything good. This is all. This is Riverdale. Welcome to Riverdale. This is what we're doing now." Thanks, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know what? If Hiram's yeah, not going to be their downfall, it. maybe Penelope will be. If Hiram somehow doesn't catch on, maybe Penelope being from the inside, she'll just stab Cheryl and Veronica in the back, and they'll be like, "Oh, I didn't see this coming." Ugh. But at that point. At that point, it's literally like recycling villain parents. Like they, like Veronica even said a, a good point. She said, "Yo, your mom's a murderer," and then Cheryl's like, "Well, your dad's a murderer too. Like everybody's a murderer." And she's like, "True, true, good point." Oh, yeah. I'm like, "You yeah. guys are just gonna go cycle between villain parents until the show is done." Like I, yeah. I just. I, I can't anyway, whatever. So they go to visit Penelope. Penelope like has a little moment. I will say that I do love Natalie Bolt. I do love her. Oh as yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not hating Penelope. on Pen- we're not hating on Natalie. She's actually pretty good in the show. It's her character yeah. we're complaining about. It's yeah, just Yeah, and I just like, it's more just what they do ugh. with the character. Like pulling her out of this situation makes no sense, but I get it. Fine, let's move it along. Um so then it cuts to the construction zone and a fight uh, definitely ensues. Um, the daddy's fight. So Tom goes against Uncle Frank because he basically says, yo, you took some petty cash out of the petty cash drawer. And Frank is like, yeah, I did. And then he's like, fuck you. So then they start fighting. And then at that point in time, uh, Tom quits. And I was like, yeah. no, granddaddy Keller. Um, then it turns out that uh so archie afterward he's like okay well i gotta talk to you about this frank is like yo so what happened was i wanted to take that money because i wanted to gamble it for something that i thought was going to be a sure thing so i can get the guys their bonus and archie's like you but that's he's like what the hell man like he's that's crazy um why are you gambling and then whatever frank leaves and he's like oh shit what are we gonna do now then it cuts to the quiz show. The quiz Here we go. show. Oh, boy. This is the big moment of the episode. Um, so Jughead uh, brings a recruiter from Yale. I don't even know how he has his access, but okay, fine. Oh, uh, well, whatever, and, whatever. Yeah. But also, this is the one thing that kind of got frustrated, too. I was like, so if she wins on camera, the like on this game show, it's going to sway his decision to be like, well, is it going to take away the fact that like her her dad's a you know serial what? killer like you know what I, I i've said this before on my on my rethinking riverdale podcast i'm just gonna say it again this is riverdale we're talking about this thing yeah. didn't even bother me honestly as much as uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> it just you're like right I'm, by it yeah you're like jay like what are you worried no about? no no well, sorry. The, the i mean show. there is a reason to be worried though considering uh what what else we just talked about earlier i mean yeah. So to your point, yeah, but at the same time, th- this is what we're dealing with here. I mean, besides, at least this isn't sort of like season three. I mean, I will admit it does feel like seasons one, two, and three sort of mushed up in a bit of a weird uh, Frankenstein right. sort of thing, but uh, whatever. I know. I don't know. So anyway, we'll get to the next point. Um, so... Alice comes to visit <laughs> before the show starts recording and she's like, hey girl, like good luck. She's like, I got you something special in your dressing room. 
And <laughs> Alice brought her the fucking answer. She opens up the Manila folder, and oh, no. <laughs> it's the answers <laughs> to the quiz. And I couldn't stop lying, or not lying, laughing, because Alice was like, I'm like, of course Alice did this. This bitch is crazy. She's like, I'm just going to help my daughter, and this is how I'm going to do it. I was just like, this girl, I can't with her. She's so funny. Um, The one thing that I want to shout out, because I had to and I have to, I mean, it's just like a part of mine. It's like. It's like the rules of feminism. It's the line that they gave Betty when she says, if the limit does not approach anything, the limit does not exist. Mean girls That's reference a direct... people. Thank you. And I mean, I, I personally haven't that. watched the movie, but uh, I do like that they actually did put that sort of reference in there. So, wow. For sure. Yeah. I know. Loved it. Um, anyway, so it's between the two of them, like, Betty's answering everything, and it does come to a point where Veronica, like, turns to Tony and is like, it's like she, like, read, like, she knows the answers before they, like, it even finishes the question. Like, there is a point in time where you're kind of wondering whether or not Betty actually got the answers. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyway, so then Betty, uh, is going against Brett. They do the final question. The question is about... Like, I don't know, like a car. Or cars well, yeah, or whatever. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Some knowledge and, that you won't uh, really need, really, unless you're an auto mechanic. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Brett, un- Brett answers. He gets it wrong. Betty answers and she gets it right. And I do love that they gave her this. And even when you find out that she didn't cheat, because we all know that Betty uh, used to, you know, fix cars with her dad. So I'm like, she would know this technically. You know technically, what I mean? yeah. And it. And it does show, like, the difference between Brett and Betty. Like, it's a very direct difference because, like, Brett comes from this, like, privileged life. And even though he's, like, this, like, macho jock douchebag, he doesn't – he probably knows nothing about cars or how to fix them where Betty's, like, super smart and really well-rounded. And she also knows how to fix a car because she's a badass bitch. So I did love that they gave that question as the last question that broke the tie. Oh, me too. Yeah, that was a really great moment Uh, for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's it. Uh, Alice takes a cute picture. Like, I do love Alice in this role, just kind of like sitting on the back end and just like being that crazy, like, show mom. Like, she's just like one of those moms that, like, is like, go, go, Betty, go, dance, do great. I'm going to take pictures of you. Um, anyway, cutting to Betty and Alice at home. And uh, Betty does say that she did not use the questions or the, or the answers. And uh, Alice is like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so good for Betty. Um, good for her for winning. And really, good for really... her for getting a very puny small trophy. <laughs> it was literally yeah. the smallest I mean, trophy I They could have made it a bit seen. bigger. They really could have made it at least <laughs> a like, few guys. inches taller. I was like, come on, guys. Like, why do all like wh- this is the this is always the Jeopardy fortune uh, wheel of fortune thing that I always say how like Jeopardy winners get like ten thousand dollars for like answering really hard questions. And then fortune wheel of fortune people get like yeah. twenty thousand exactly. dollars for like guessing guessing a spelling. Game. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Speaking of Jeopardy, quickly going back <laughs> to the scene from earlier, Jughead actually does technically make a Jeopardy reference with the uh, I'll take uh, whatever her answer, whatever Betty's final answer was for two hundred, Alex. So. Just a little quick add-on Aww. there. Yeah, that's cute. A little throw out to Alex in real life. Yeah. Alex Trebek. Um, and he, so she does say in this point in time, she says, "Um, I didn't you, I didn't use your answers. I ripped it up and threw it in the trash." And as soon as she said it, I was like, "Bitch!" 
please don't tell me that this is going to fucking like come back around. And of course, five minutes later, it does. So yeah. anyway, before that happens, it cuts to Archie and Frank talking and uh, Frank hands him like a wad of cash. And he's like, I wanted the races. Here you go. Are we like square now? And Archie's like, no, we're not good. Like you still done fucked up. Um, I do appreciate what you did, but like, come on, man. Like you can't do it that way. We run our, um, Andrew's construction with honor and respect. And you have to understand that. And Frank's like, I appreciate what you said. Um, and also like, you do remind me of your, like your dad, like this is exactly what he would have told me to do as well. So he's like, mm-hmm. I'm just proud of you for being who you are, whatever. Yeah. Um, so the question that I have for you specifically, oh boy. <laughs> we're going to get back into also, this again. <laughs> I guess the rest of uh, the audience as well is, are we giving, uh, uncle Frank another chance now? Uh, me personally, that ship has sailed. I mean, Archie, I know he already oh. believes in second chances, but come on. I mean, this was already practically Frank's second chance, judging by uh, the mysteries of his past revealed last week. And uh, also, I know most of you, uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of running a poll right now on Twitter slash Instagram. Most of you guys are saying uh, run Frank out of town. There are a couple of you that I'm not sure. Okay. I don't want to out you guys out. Maybe you feel bad for Frank or something. But they, I did get a couple of votes that are saying uh, keep him around or something. So you never know, but most of you do think that Frank's that Frank's got to go. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about him because I really feel like they can really create a complex character with him and make him somebody who like really just wants to try and be there and change. I just don't know what his purpose is. Like, what's That's the purpose true. of having him having him be that character? Like. Why are we having him so late in the game? Like, even if he was introduced in season one as, like, the fall-down uncle, and then he comes back all the way back around in season five, and he's, like, reformed himself, I'd get that. But to introduce him, there must be a reason why he's being introduced in the season. And I just, I'm a little iffy on, like, his purpose right now. I mean, but I guess. Fine. I did, yeah. I'm giving him another chance just purely at this point because of his love. That's fine. So, I'm that's... just saying, though, we have had a few <laughs> Secret Sibling storylines this season with uh, yeah. that dead doll and Hermosa, and technically Frank is a Secret Sibling, so I'm just not sure how this is going to turn out. So, But I do yeah, admire your point, Jay. Like, point. Maybe just keep it on both ends, I guess. Like Maybe have f- yeah. f- hope for him, but at the same time, not too much. I don't know. Basically, don't yeah, be Archie. Don't be Archie. <laughs> no, don't be silly. Yeah. <laughs> um... So then it cuts to Betty getting into school and everybody's like clapping for her. They're like, yes, good job. Congratulations. The very end of the hallway, Principal Honey's standing there. And he ruins and the moment. Ruins yeah. the entire moment. You know, moment. in all seriousness, like, though, up? Betty really deserved it, though. Like, she she really has been... Well, again, yeah. we'll, we'll not, we won't get into that right now. But basically, Principal Honey, uh, he finds the evidence... And as much as I want to kind of give Betty some cred because she's been going through a lot, and I didn't really think anyone other than maybe Brett, I guess, would go through uh, the wherever, like, the trash that Betty put the crumbled up uh, Q&A thing in, Betty really has been kind of sloppy, I guess, in that case. You can't deny yeah. it. Listen, she's been on point every single step of the way. This was just a rookie mistake that shouldn't have happened to Betty in season five. Season four, sorry. Well, to like, her, to her credit, just... she is only human. She. I, and I get that, but at the same time, like, you know that you're doing something completely wrong. And if anybody were to ever find that stuff, it doesn't matter if you rip it up or not. Or, like, somebody fishes through your garbage. Like, they're, if they find any evidence of it, you will totally go down. And it doesn't even matter if you didn't read it or not. So, for me, I was like, you fucking either rip that into shreds where no one will ever be able to put it together. Keep it with you in your pocket. 
Um, or you burn it or like literally do anything else but rip it up and throw it back into the garbage. Like, come on, guys. Like that's true. I just thought that was a I just thought was a dumb move for Betty to make. And I feel like she would be so much smarter than that. Especially, especially under pressure and paranoia. Like she was under so much high pressure and so much paranoia because of what was happening. And then as she sees this shock of a thing, you're telling me that she was like I got this, mom. Just rip, 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 and then just throws it casually into the like the trash bin and then runs out. Like, I just don't believe it. That's fair. But anyway, that's fair. So uh, then it cuts to uh, so yeah, then it cuts to home at the Cooper Res, and Alice and Betty are just talking. And turns out that Alice gets like suspended because of this whole situation. Um, and uh, yeah, she says like somebody must have dug through my trash. Um, Stonewall wins anyways, and she's also getting suspended. Like B- Betty, like I was like, is this gonna affect her Yale thing, or is now this gonna be the only secret that Yale never hears from because it's Riverdale? You know what I mean? Like yeah. they. Yeah. They always make it seem like it's like, okay, well, you're going to be able to get this far. A Yale representative is going to get there. And then, like, because it's Riverdale, Yale will never find out about this. But a fucking news story, no. like a whole n- a news station found out from No, Alice. this is probably going to come then, back again. I, I think Yale's probably going to find yeah. out either way. But at this point, like, Yale, she's not going to get Yale. She is going to Yale. She's not going to go to Yale. Like... We know that in four weeks or six weeks, whenever this flash forward happens, she does get into Yale. So how does she get into Yale? You know I, what I mean? I really don't it's, know. I mean, this could be a trick. I mean, you did have a theory on this, but we'll get to it later. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so next scene, Kevin and Fangs. We could just skip this crap. I mean, it, it's just weird. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Basically, so, yeah, so he propositions Fangs to uh, do this tickle tickle video, and he's like, well, okay. Like, they just kind of – they just yeah. talk about it, and that's how that That's exactly how it goes. With Thank you. Next. Their song. Yeah, moving on to Archie and Tom, and he does tell Tom, like, can you please come back? I am so sorry about what happened. And um, Tom's like, no, man. Like, I'm good. I have another show right now where I play an old-timey, like, something or other. I – I don't want to be a part of a Wait, is that true? So actually, is uh, whoever plays he actually Tom is. is. If you follow him on Instagram, oh. he's on some like random like random other show. Like he's one of the main characters too. So oh, okay, um, good to I think know. He's then just busy, oh. but uh, no, I and I don't know if that's the reason why. I just will say that like no, of course, yeah. He, I know he's doing other stuff, but uh, he's he yeah he's like no, nah, I'm good. I'm not gonna stick around. Uh, so then it cuts to Cheryl and Veronica, and they are at the Maple Club now, or the Reopen Maple Club. And again, I made a note. This is probably, like I said, the seventh shot they take on freaking Feels camera. more like, like the twentieth shot shots. they've had, if you ask me. And but <laughs> it's not, and it's not even that. They literally pull it from under the table. They're like, "Well, I guess we're gonna cheers." Like they don't even pour the fucking shots. The shots were already out and ready to go. I was <laughs> like, "Come on, guys." Like, that's insane. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> then it cuts to uh, a shot of freaking Penelope oh, in yeah. this freaking mask that I couldn't stop laughing at. She's like, do I have to wear this mask right now? <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. This is going to keep making keep making us laugh for a while. So, yeah, I think that's the answer. That's your answer, Penelope. <laughs> 
It's so ridiculous. Like, I'm just like, I get it. Like, they had to cover up that potential plot hole. But, guys, <laughs> a fucking mask? Like, and you're putting, like, a freaking brace on her so she, she'll, she like, she can't run away. Like, it's just all the insane things to make sure she stays put is so crazy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. There's even the ankle monitor that, uh, that Tony has yeah, on her. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's just so many random things. Um, and it was so random for freaking Tony to just be in that last part. Like she literally says one sentence and then she's gone. I was like, yeah, okay, I thanks, can't Tony. It. I'm glad you were here this whole time. Um, just so random. Yeah, poor do Tony. Do you think so? Do you think that Penelope is gonna have uh, like what? Are, what is her part that she's gonna play in this little bit? I honestly story? have no clue if it's uh, I. I really don't have a, I don't I don't have an idea on this. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it from now. Even I get brain farts on occasion. You J lag? I don't know what to think about this one specifically. I I feel like they're gonna want to try to rehabilitate Penelope. I, at the same time, I feel like she's bound to run away. Uh, part of me is like, what does she really want anymore? Like, what's her intention? Does she just want to kill Cheryl? Like, I don't really know what her purpose is. This girl has been down in a bunker for God knows how long. Like, she must be going insane, even more insane than she already is. Like, I, I don't know what they're going to do with her character. Literally, literally anything can happen. This bitch is wearing a fucking Halloween mask. So, like, I don't know what they're going to do with her character. You really don't know anymore. We don't know. No. It's Riverdale. It's Riverdale. Um, so <laughs> then it cuts to Jughead and Brett. And um, again, Jughead like goes in on Brett. He's like, you fucking punk ass. Like, why would you do that to my girlfriend? And like do that to her with like the, the framing and the whatever, whatever. And Brett's like, well, like that's just how it goes. What you going to do? And Jughead does something about enacting the duel to the death. This is my plan. Um, which sounds insane. You know, I actually kind of like this one. <laughs> how the episode ends. I actually kind of like that, the, where this is going. What I think it, this is going to lead up into next week quite nicely. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how it's all kind of going to go down. But, yeah. um, they did say to the death, like legit. So, it, does that mean that one of them is going to have to die or they're going to have to like do a stalemate or something? Because we know that he's not going to die next episode. Well, maybe it's going to be that like, way, but even though not really, it's even though it's not really going to happen. Uh, right. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, it cuts to the four weeks later at Pops, uh, Bet, uh, with Betty at Pops. It has like the f- kind of four week. Uh, four weeks later, um, oh, yeah. timeline, mm-hmm. and uh, Betty says uh, Archie walks in. She talks to him, and she's like, "I don't think I can do this anymore. I keep waiting for Jug to come back, and he doesn't, and he won't. He won't ever come back, and I don't know how I'm supposed to keep going." That's literally what she says, word for word. I just wanted to make sure that I got it because um, I feel like there is uh, something very specific that we need to hear in what she says. Oh, reading of course, the yeah. Lines. But anyway, we'll talk about it in a second because at the very end, NB would be like crying of like happiness uh, with this moment. And I wanted to share it with her. So I'm sad that she's still in conclusion, but it's fine. Um, So Betty and Archie hold hands. There's a moment where they kind of gaze into each other's eyes and he's like, I'll take care of you. Everything will be okay. I was like, uh oh, is this a Barchi moment for the future? 
What do you think? Uh, it could be, um, again, for all I know with the flash forwards, it could be just an act. All I will say is that at least NB, you did get your Barchi moments. So uh, yeah. good for you. <laughs> good for you, NB. I will say that this sounds, this all sounds like prime storylines for season five. Like I'm just saying it that could, right now. Yeah. If they do flash forward and by the flash forward, Jughead is no longer in the story because he's been missing slash gone for this long. Well, true, but the and, thing is, and uh, this is actually one of the main reasons I don't think Jughead is dead. It may not seem like a good reason because it's not related to the plots. But thing is, Cole Sprouts never even mentioned that he's uh, leaving the show after season four. So me personally, right. I know you probably don't feel the same way, Jay, like, but maybe. Uh, but until I get that confirmation, I'm just going to practically have some bit of hope that this is all just an act somehow. Because what's first of all, what's right. Riverdale without Jughead? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's the end of the episode. But I do want to talk about the theory that I have now before we get into our recap oh, roundups yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe some of the questions that you guys had online. So um, the one thing that I have as a theory, so as you guys know, I put together, we put together a um, theories of who killed Jughead kind of storyline. Some of this has to do with that. And another one has to do with, um, a, it's a mishmash of something that was uh, told to me by uh, one of our fans online um, on YouTube. They like made a comment and I was like, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So this is my new theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. They want to take down the secret society by making Jughead fake dead. So they're going to kind of play it out. And I think we had mentioned this before. They're going to say that this is like they're going to play it out. So Brett and the rest of the secret society believe that Jughead's actually dead. Okay. And as we know, Betty's going to Yale and she'll be able to kind of follow and kind of collect more evidence on Brett because Brett is also going to Yale. So um, one of the reasons why I believe this is the case at this point is, number one, Betty can still be crying honestly and earnestly because they have to um, they have to believe or it has to be believable that, um, you know, he's not going to be he's going to be gone. So I do believe that Jughead is staging his own death. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, but I do believe that he's not going to be coming back for any time soon. Like he, she probably, they probably had a really big final goodbye. Um, and he's like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to resurface. It might only be when the secret society's disbanded and everybody's gone. And maybe by the end of the season, there is no resolve. Maybe they don't find out an answer and they have to keep him. He has to stay underground. He has to stay hidden. Mm. And then this is why my theory for a flash forward would be, would be amazing because they would set it up the way they've set it up at the end of this episode too, where Archie and Betty are kind of like more close and maybe in the flash forward they're together because Jughead is no longer in the picture, but maybe season five, episode one, it all picks up because Jughead finally comes back into town five years or 10 years later or something. You know what I mean? I think I get what the idea. I feel like they need a bit of a time jump, but also a reset on the character relationships, a reset on the vibe of the show, a reset on the characters having believable storylines, running businesses, for example. And I think a flash forward plus 
the way that they've set it up where Jughead might not be in the picture for a period of time, but we won't feel it. Like, it's not like the fans will be like, oh, no, Jughead's not here. It'll just, like, pick up, like, years later or time later um, when Jughead finally arrives back in Riverdale because the Secret Society is now disbanded or whatever. Okay. Does that make sense? You know what? That actually does make sense. Yeah. That's my major theory right now. Actually, I I can believe it. I believe it 100%. My only thing is um, uh, how the – I mean, this is probably a minor thing. Maybe we'll find out soon this season. But how the heck is Benny going to get into Yale when considering all that just happened this week? That's my only confute. That's the only thing I and don't that's, know. And that's what I'm – exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. The only other thing that I can think of is maybe they also had to fake kill Jughead so a spot would open up for her. Like maybe she was still considered and then they're like – you can come now. Like, now that we have a spot that opened up last minute and we need someone to fill it. Like okay, yeah. I guess so. Through. Yeah. Anyway, that is kind of, like, the entire episode, guys. Um, I'm trying to look at the comments that are coming through on Twitter. Um, a lot of people were... Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about them, I think, during our recap roundup. So why don't we do that first? All right, let's do it. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment um what was your best moment you know what um i personally enjoyed the quiz show bits because one uh, the epic battle yeah. of riverdale versus stonewall and two that was like the most normal part of the episode if that makes any sense for sure yeah i, no, I totally understand what you're trying to say um my best moment is uh, I have two. I don't know which one I like more. They both involve Betty, though. One of them is a Betty taking a sledgehammer to the gravestone. Because um, I thought that was a really powerful scene for her to just have that kind of monologue and say, That's like, true. Fuck yeah. you, Dad, I hate you. But I also do love the fact that we find out that Betty won fair and square. And I was like, she's so cool, girl. Good job. That was a nice moment. I was like, ah, good job. That's true. In all seriousness, though, the only reason I didn't pick the Betty and the Sledgehammer one is that while I will agree that was a powerful scene, I just kind of felt more, I don't know, I felt more bad for Betty, I guess. Maybe I just decided not to pick that moment for whatever reason. But again, yeah, Yeah. that was a good bit there. WTF moment. So what was your WTF moment? Yeah, WTF moment. Uh, I think we both had the same one. I think uh, the tickle taping thing. And just, oh my god, yeah. I think I had more than one. I feel like I had many WTF moments. Tickle taping was a big one for me, but also Penelope's mask was a big one for me, <laughs> and also Betty keeping the paper ripped in the trash can. Like that was a WTF moment for me too. I'm like, bitch, you know better than that. Come on. Well, Again, I only didn't pick those two because, again, it's Riverdale, but I do see where you're coming from. <laughs> MVP. Who is your MVP? Uh, MVP is the Sledgehammer. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Betty, actually. Yeah, me too. That's my my MVP for sure. She killed it this episode. Even though she done fucked up and like left that paper ripped up in the trash can, I blame that more on the writing. Yeah, that was on it was an easy her. decision for me for MVP. <laughs> that was easy to decide. I will say LVP LVP was not an easy decision. In fact, I may even change it. LVP. Okay, what was it? I I was kind of going to go with Kevin considering his storyline, but at the same time, um, there were two other characters that kind of stuck out. Jughead for a little while just because of him again keeping secrets from Betty, but in the end, I am settling with Alice, but only because, and I just only because of one thing. 
Kevin, I didn't really see much potential in him. For Alice, he, she's usually been a success. It's one thing where a character that I have kind of uh, loved and we thought, oh, she wouldn't do something this stupid. Um, I just kind of feel pissed that Alice, basically, um, I know Betty said that Hal kind of ruined her future, but essentially Alice kind of ruined Betty's redemption with the whole, uh, providing the True. Q&A thing. <laughs> that's a good Sorry, Alice fans, but, uh, yeah. Sorry, Alice fans. Her parents are done fucking up her life royally, like, real bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, my LVP is gonna go to Kevin, um, because... I don't really have to explain myself. I think I've made my rant. Just see rant at yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, that made it pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. th the 30-minute mark, and you'll understand exactly how I feel exactly. about that situation. Um, yep. The best, best line. line. What was your best line? Uh, destroy that pleated uh, trash monster thing that Veronica said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I did like that line that was up there for Oh, yeah. Um... I have a couple. The one I will say is if the limit doesn't approach anything, the limit does not exist. I mean, a Mean Girls quote in Riverdale, like, give me everything. True. Um, the other one that I do did love um, is when um, Betty's smashing the gravestone. She says, even rotting in the ground, you still find ways to torture me. Not anymore. And that's when she tries to break it down. Um, yeah, that was it. Yeah. But before we finish off the episode and close it off, I wanted to read some of these comments, these amazing comments that we got on Twitter. The first one I want to say is from at Sardonically She. Um, her MVP is Betty, Jughead, and Cheryl. Her LVP is Uncle Frank and Jughead for three quarters of the episode and Brett Obvi. Um, she says, best moment is Jughead challenging Brett to a duel and Betty smashing her, her dad's grave and then the Bughead fight. And then her WTF moment is from Hiram in the speakeasy and then Kevin. Just She just wrote Kevin. <laughs> so there's that. And then her best line is destroy that pleated khaki trash monster. So she has the same as you. Oh, wow. Um, Great minds think, think alike, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have at Tina Hoven giving hers. We got you, girl. Don't worry. Um, her MVP is Tom Keller for trying to preserve Fred's legacy. LVP goes to Betty for not ripping up those answers better. And Alice for giving them. <laughs> and her WTF moment is Kevin and the tickle tapes. Uh, good money, but a huge mistake. Um, oh, definitely. And she says Hell her yeah. Best, mo best moment is Cheryl and Veronica's new business. I will give it to you. The Tom Keller, that's a really good one. I did appreciate his um, him trying to keep, keep uh, you know, everything together for Frank. Yeah, for that's true. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is interesting that people were talking as well. At Jiffy Pop Culture mentioned in that same tweet uh, from Tina saying that she agrees on Betty leaving those quiz answers in her trash can. Incredibly careless for Riverdale's resident detective. Um, she says her L LVP is Alice for bringing them uh, in the first place. Um, love that the show remembered Penelope was still in the bunker, but how long until she screws over V and C? That's um, what I'm so thinking. A lot, people, yeah. a lot of people are a little uh, concerned about that. And then we have another comment from, uh, sorry, at Lisa Dobb, 55, saying her MVP was Tom Keller and uh, Cheryl. Her LVP was Mama Cooper and Uncle Frank. Her WTF moment was Penelope still hanging around in that freaking bunker. Does this thing even have proper plumbing? <laughs> Which is a very good point. That's actually a good question one, there. 
That is a good question. I'm surprised. And the one last about. one that I do want to read um, is from at JV Pop Culture, and I'm gonna post this as well because this is killing me. I just noticed it. Um, she says, uh, or he says, at Recap Rewind, uh, can Jayla give his daddy award to Mark Consuelos this week? Yes, he was mean <laughs> to Ronnie and Cheryl, but dude is looking swole. Yep. I, you know what? Am Fair. Dead. Fair. This is the best thing ever. I love it. I will tweet that. <laughs> Def, you um, should. You should. Yes. Uh, I do give him uh, the, the daddy award. When he took that jacket off, I was like, Mark's flexing. <laughs> like, that's what he's doing. Mark's just uh, taking his moment to flex. Um, yeah. So that is the episode, guys. Let us know what you guys thought about it. Um, before we finish it off, a few announcements. We have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, all you need to do is go to our iTunes page and rate and comment. And we'll take that name and you'll be entered in the draw, which we'll announce at the end of the season of Riverdale Season 4. Uh, I'd like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder Squad, White, Nicole, Faith, our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Slay, Kate, and Jessica, and our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, and Grace. And if you guys would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you'll get access to all things Recap Rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on every podcasting platform. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thank you guys so much for listening. And also, thank you so much to Postmaster Radio for joining us on this special episode. Great to be back. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate all of your help today. That was fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.